It is uh, such an awesome opportunity to be back home. Praise God. It's a uh, man. Um, we uh, thank God. Hey, how you doing? We thank God uh, that we have a place to call home. And uh, we have a great pastor in Pastor Hoffman. Boy, we should have some people running some laps over that one, boy. Because when, uh, when you have a great man of God that uh, feeds you um, every, every week, uh, the word of God uh, is just so powerful here. And, um, and we appreciate uh, the time that we spent. John was talking about the time that we spent here teaching Sunday school. And uh, it was such, uh, such an awesome time. Uh, and to see him grow into the man and, uh, that he has uh, become, uh, him and Jeremiah. And uh, it is just a great joy for me uh, every time I, that I see them. And so uh, I remember... I went to Africa with Brother Ward, and uh, we were trying to raise money. And I come to find out that uh, John is—he's one of the ones that raised uh, the most money uh, for me to be able to go to uh, to go to Africa. And so uh, it was such a great time—two uh, weeks spent out there. Uh, with Brother Ward, and uh, we had bam- baboons running past our tent, and just uh, all kinds of uh, great things. I almost got electrocuted in Africa. I was this close to being electrocuted. I didn't realize we were going to have to build everything, and uh, so we, we, you know, put the tent together and for everybody to come, and um, uh, they, they had this steel thing that we put all the sound equipment on and uh, it was it was conducting the electricity and I, t- I touched it and I couldn't let it go and uh, so they almost had to bury me there in Africa but it was it was so beautiful it would have been a good thing to be able to anyway um, had such a great time though while I was there I'm not planning on being before you long uh, it is, has been a long day for me. Actually, a long couple of weeks. We had our granddaughter last week uh, for seven days. And uh, uh, it is, it is uh, grandchildren that help you to understand um, it's so important to get your kids out of the house. <laughs> that little bitty thing. She's she's one, but she ran the whole house, and and so she gets up, uh, Sister Esther, at um, like seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, and of course she gets up hungry, and so you know you feed her, and then of course she wants to play, and so you know you play for two three hours, and then uh, ten o'clock now she's sleepy. And uh, guess who else is sleepy? <laughs> so, <laughs> my wife and I had plans 
uh, all right, we're going to leave at 10 and we're going to do this. Like, well, let's just take a nap for a little while. Let's, let's get a nap in with her. She's asleep. We might as well go to sleep. And so we ended up doing that. But uh, seven days we had a little rain. And uh, I miss her terribly. Uh, LeBrandon is in the Air Force, some of you may know. Uh, he's down in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, married. And uh, Anyway, let's move into the Word of God. Uh, we're reading Genesis chapter 2. I'm so thankful again for the privilege to stand before you. Um, we uh, are so grateful and humbled that a number of you uh, take time to come uh, and spend time with us and um, uh, help us with what we're doing in the city of Detroit. Uh, Pastor Hoffman said one time, he says, you're digging something out of a rock. And uh, he is absolutely true. Um, but we are there because we love our city. I said, we love our city. Hallelujah. Uh, born and raised there. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that today. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and 6, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Seven says, and the Lord God formed man. And I, I think that's unique, praise God, because it says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. But, but there, was, there was some mist there, right? There was, there was a little bit of where There was some substance there, not just the dust, but there was some water there to help make man. The clay and just, man, I love it, putting it together. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, one of my favorite passages of scripture. It says this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. And I'd like to preach to you just for a short time on this topic. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. I love the book of Ephesians. Specifically uh, chapter 2. Because chapter 2 reminds me of who I used to be. With all of my frailties and all of my faults and uh, all of my inconsistencies. I, I, I appreciate uh, this particular passage because it helps me to understand that when I grew up uh, uh, in, in the 80s, uh, there was a statistic out there that said that if you were a, a black man and you were 19 years old, then, then, then you wouldn't go any farther than that birth, that, that, than that year, that 19 years old. There was, there, was, there was all kinds of uh, things going on at that time. There, I, I remember, and I was telling this story to our uh, church yesterday during our prayer share. Uh, I, I remember uh, going into the Air Force when I was 18, and, and, and I came back home, and, and it's funny because um, here I went into the Air Force to get away, and they sent me right back to Michigan. And uh, uh, but the great thing about it is uh, I had an opportunity uh, to experience um, sort of uh, they, the, uh, up north, so to speak. That's what they call it, up north. 
and uh, they sent me to Oscoda, Michigan. And uh, wow, for, for a city boy, that was like, that was, whoo, snow in June. Oh, my goodness. I, I, whoo, uh, I mean, salmon like this big. I would, I would bring some of those fish home and, and the f- folks in the city, where did you get that from? Got it up north on the Osabo River. And uh, I had never been up north before. Maybe some of you, I, I was just a city boy. De- Detroit concrete jungle is what they used to call it. And uh, saw the northern lights, Brother John, when I was up in Oscoda. What is that? Late at night, green and blue and UFOs coming? What's going on? Oh, aliens were invading us. But uh, in the city, my friends were being gunned down. My friends were in, uh, involved in gang violence. And, and uh, so, so the Air Force was an escape for me. And so, um, you know, I would be on the base through the week, but I would come home on the weekends. And sometimes I would come home early, uh, maybe on a Friday. And I had the occasion to pick up one of my friends, he said, hey, man, pick me. I'm going to school. Can you give me a ride? No, no worries. I gave him a ride to school. And uh, Sister Carrie, he jumps out of the car. And as he's jumping out, he pulls a 38 from out of his waistband. He puts it under my seat. He Hold this for me. I'll be right back. And I'm like, I'm in the Air Force. I'm about to lose my whole career over just this one picking up a friend. And uh, so he runs in, makes sure the coast is clear, and he comes back and picks up his gun, puts it in, oh, I'm good looking out, man, see you later. Yes, see, no, I won't see you later, we're done with this. So I pull off 10 seconds, sirens come on, the police pull me over. And I already know, I got my military ID and I got my license already. I'm not like some of these, why don't you pull me over? Uh Uh-uh, I'm not fighting with you, sir. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) The guy just got out of my car with a gun. I don't know if he's murdered somebody. I don't know what's going on. Here's my information. I'm good. So he looks at my information. He says, "Uh, what are you doing with this gentleman's name? I said, oh, we grew up together. We live in the same neighborhood. And uh, he said, you better watch who your friends are. You better watch who you're hanging around. You can go. And so I left. And it must have been between two and five years later, uh, this young man was murdered because of the lifestyle that he took up. And... I started thinking about this Ephesians uh, chapter 2, and, and this is what it says. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Hallelujah. I began to think about how uh, uh, in the very beginning, a man decided that he was going to disobey God and, 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 and go against what God said and do his own thing. And, and man, I, I think about uh, us as humans. And, and, and we want to sort of pave our own way. We want to we do things. And that's, 
and that was me. I, I, I got the Holy Ghost when I was 16 years old and, 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 and I turned my back on, I walked away from church because I thought I was too young to serve God at the, at the time, not understanding that to serve God in your youth. And, and that's why I love to see the young people here and, and working all around. And I love that because to serve God in your youth, oh, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful thing. There's a cliche that says you can't uh, teach an old dog new tricks, but let me just tell you, I was, I was glad, Brother John, to see my dad, hallelujah, at 70 years old, kick his drug habit and come into the church, praise God, and serve God. It doesn't matter how young or old that you are. There's a place for you in God's kingdom. And you have he quickened. You have he made alive. Somebody showed me this uh, scripture in the book of Romans, actually, uh, that talks about uh, the, the spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead will also quicken our mortal bodies. By his spirit in us. And Brother John, let me just tell you. as you mind if I just talk to you just for a little bit? I'm so sorry. I love him. As they read that scripture to me, I had just received the Holy Ghost. It was as if the spirit inside of me jumped into the pages. And the pages jumped right back inside of me. Our spirit bears witness with his spirit that we're the sons of God. Wherein in times past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. One of the things that we've been trying to bring across to our congregation this whole year is this thing about uh, spirits. Spirits are real. And we need to understand when we start, and I don't mean we, I mean people. When people start indulging in things like alcohol, and I, I talked about the weed the last time I was here. I'm so sick. I'm so sick of this weed. I understand. David said, David said, uh, uh, when they got down to the gutter, it stank. That's what this weed, it stank. And not just the smell, but the whole attitude of it all. It just. But people need to understand their spirits associated with these things, and they might not they might not conjure up at the time that you're doing them. But when you least expect it, you get angry, you get upset, or you get lazy. Uh oh. Somebody out there listening, leave that stuff alone. Not, I mean, not the people, I'm, I'm not talking about, I hope. I'm not talking about anybody, the folks that, this is, if we tape it. 
Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And, of course, pastor teaches us, uh, praise God, that, that you know, we don't, we don't teach our kids to lie. We don't teach our kids to steal. But it, just that inherent nature inside of them, little rain, little rain was running all around our house. And, 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 and I told her, rain, don't you open that cabinet. And what she do? She, and she looking at me. Girl, now, you know, I told you not to open that every time I turn around. She, why? Because there's just something inside of us. Now we just we not we, but, you know. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, it says here it is, but God. Woo! I love that word, but. You know how they say when you use the word but in the gates, everything else. That you, I like it right here in this passage. Because, because, you know, even though we did all these other things, you see, you know, lust of our flesh and uh, walking according to the prince of the power of the air, disobedience. We were dead in trespasses and sin, but, it, but, but God, hallelujah. But God, no matter where you, where you were, hallelujah, no matter what you found yourself in, but God, hallelujah, can take you out of the miry clay and set your feet on the rock to stay, hallelujah. He can put a song in your soul, a song of his praise. Somebody need to say hallelujah. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. Says, by grace are you saved. Hallelujah. It, look, I don't care uh, if you grew up, and, and this gets to me right now, because I know show enough I raised my kids in church. I know show enough my kids had a better life than I had. But I've come to find out I can't live this life for my kids once they get to a certain age. And, and let me just tell you, Sister Esther, you know, it hurts. It hurts. I, I wish I could uh, 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 put, Sister Netta, put them in a headlock. Oh, yeah, you're going to come to this altar. Oh, yeah, you're going to pray. Oh, yeah, you're going to live for God. But the Bible says what? We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We can't do it for our kids, even though, man, we want, we want to. But we can't do it for our kids. They got to do it for themselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I was de dealing with the situation and uh, with one of my kids. I won't tell you who it is. I've got five. So, but Andrew got more than me. So anyway, <laughs> I'm laughing. Praise God. I love, I love my brother, praise God. And, and I told him a couple weeks ago, uh, Sister Marlene, I said, your wife is the best 
administrator in the world, we would, with five kids, we would be all over the place. When is this going on? And when is it? Marlene, oh yeah, this is going on here. And uh, this is when the sales are on at the stores. And I mean, she, they, man, I'll tell you what, hats off. Hats off. Hats off. Great family. But uh, one of my kids, oh, dad, can you pray that this and that happen? Well, yeah, sure, I I can pray. But let God's will be done. See, sometimes sometimes people bring you prayer requests and all they want is yes. All they want is the excitement of it all. They don't want to, they don't want no. Well, what if God says no? I had to call him back and say, I, I had to tell him, I said, listen, you may not, you may not like everything that I say to you, but because they was mad <laughs> that it didn't happen. You might not like everything that I say to you, but everything that I say to you, I'm saying it to you in love. I'm saying it because I care about you. I'm saying it because I want the best for you in your life. So parents, sometimes we are misunderstood, huh? Somebody, you got it? I got any witnesses? See, who's out there? (laughs) All right. By grace are you saved. It's not something that you, you did to, 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 to get into this thing, praise God, except for you came. He knocked, you opened the door. That's the reason you're here today. But there, there are several people out there that don't, they don't, they don't open that door. The Bible says by grace are you saved. And the Bible says he, he, he hath raised us up together and made us sit uh, praise God in heavenly place. Look, oh, I was about to say they took the clock down. They just said, go, just go. But I see it in the middle right there. <laughs> Has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. And, and I love that because when you come into the church, hallelujah. I mean, we're talking about masterpiece, right? We're talking about you being God's masterpiece. Yes. Don't you understand, hallelujah, that you're one of a kind? Don't you understand that when you come into the church, you come into the embassy of God. So the things that they say can happen to you out there. Look, when you come in here, it's it's all new laws. It's all new environment. It's a different situation. It's a different circumstance. Maybe, maybe you weren't uh, that person out there, but you come inside of here and you are somebody in God. And that's why you can come into a church like First Church and it, it feels like you're in heaven. The songs that they sing and the word that's preached, the people that come in that can be saved. Oh, my God. The people that can come in and be delivered and set free. I said somebody ought to love the church. Somebody ought to love the church. Hallelujah. The Bible says, hallelujah, out in the world, hallelujah. Uh, Actually, the Bible says he's brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's brought us 
out of darkness into his marvelous light. And, and as I begin to think about this, you know, we're in the church, man, and, and, and I love the love that I feel from the people here, uh, praise God. And, and, and uh, I talk to people about it all the time, and uh, I'm dealing with a situation uh, with somebody, and uh, the person said to us uh, last week, they said, man, I've been living out here all these years in the world, and, and you know, right when I needed the people that I needed the most, they turned their backs on me. And, and they left me hanging. And I said, it's just like the world. If you, it, look, if you got the money, they'll be there with you. If you, if you get the, the excitement and the entertainment, they'll be there with you. But, but if you're down and out and you don't have anything, the, the people just want to walk up and kick you. The Bible says he's brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible says he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I love it because uh, what happens when we get in Christ, the Bible says that God wears light like a garment. And, and when we're in darkness and we get in Christ, that light just envelops us and just grabs us and holds us, praise God. And as this, the Bible says we're hid in him, praise God. Verse 7 says, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace uh, in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And here it is. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. We must never forget where the Lord has brought us from. We, have, we must never forget what the Lord has saved us from. We must never forget what the Lord has delivered us from. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. And, and boy, I'm, I'm closing. I'm, I'm coming soon to a close. This is what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he had done, whether it be good or bad. The Amplified picks it up like this. It says, for we, we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive, here it is, his pay. Wow. The Bible says that the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And here Corinthians tells us, it says, so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Here it is. Oh, I love this. Considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved. What does the Bible say? Say in Acts chapter 1, 8. And ye shall receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. Man, that, 
And I, I talk to First Praise all the time about this because witnessing, uh, to me, it seems that it's a lost art form now. People don't want to witness the people anymore. On Saturday, praise God, I'm looking forward to it. Brother Dwayne has, uh, Wes has helped us to develop our men. And this weekend, yeah, praise God, that's awesome. And this weekend, we are going to, uh, we're going to give them a little bit of money and we're going to send them up to the gas station. Praise God. And I know gas is expensive, but there's still people putting two and three dollars. Give me three dollars on number eight. And we're walking away. Give me two dollars on seven. On Saturday, Sister Carrie, we're going to be looking for those people. And when they go in, we're going to, you know what? Can I give you a little bit of extra uh, on your gas today? We, we got T-shirts. Are the T-shirts going to be ready? Oh, I ain't quite ready, but it's it coming soon to a close. <laughs> it's only 7.52. Y'all usually get out of here at 9 or 10 o'clock. It's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. Give me, give me 15 minutes. Give me 15 minutes. Fuck Walker. I got to use the bathroom, Pastor. I just... Where was I? T-shirt. We getting t-shirts ready or? Oh, well, we still gonna be out looking for trouble on Saturday. Praise God, and uh, and and we appreciate um, what what folks like uh, Brother Dwayne West uh, has helped us to do. Praise God. Here, we're talking about considering what his purpose and motive motive have been. We want to be witnesses. We want to be people that achieve something, praise God, while we're here on this earth. So when we get to heaven, what is he going? Well done, thou good and fa- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, let, and I'm, I'm not really looking at nobody. Let me look. Let me, let me get over here. What, what is it that you've done that he's going to say well done for? I, I don't think... Uh, you mind if we talk keyboard just for a minute? I don't think it's just going to be because you sat here. I don't think it's because you look pretty with all your black and white keys and all your knobs and, and all this other stuff that some of the Pharisees had. And, and they look good. And, 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 but the Bible says they, they were full of dead man's bones. Ooh. Oh, you sound good. Is this no, it's not even on. That's how some people are. They look good, but they ain't even on. They ain't got no power at all. I wish it was on. How is, I want him to say, well done, but what did you do for him to say, well done? Considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. Wow. Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be. Some people, uh, sis, sister Gallagher, some people get wrapped up into their job. Like, oh, that's my job. I, 
I got to make sure I'm there. And uh, I hope ain't nobody watching. But uh, last week, I took three hours off at the beginning of the day. I said, I'm taking care of my grandbaby. Why? Because, uh, uh, sis, they took my job from me. On the day that my dad died, I got a call from my boss saying, um, uh, we got something to tell you. Don't come back. You're talking about kicking somebody while they're down. And so what it led me to believe was, you'll be gone tomorrow and they'll get somebody else to replace you. And so we put our stock in, oh, this job. But the job will let you down. But let me help you to understand something. God will never let you down. He'll never leave you or forsake you. When your world seems like it's crumbling, he'll be there to help you to pick up the pieces. And, put, and see, the people can't put the pieces back together, but God, you just give them to God. What I do is I just pick them all up and say, God, can you, can you help me? I can't do it by myself. And when we do that, when we give it to him, the Lord says, yes, that's what I want you to do. Give it to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. And, and, and I ask us all today as we're about to leave, what is in you? What is in you? Do you have the Holy Ghost tonight? Do you have the spirit of God inside of you, leading you and guiding you? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding in all of your ways, acknowledging him and him directing your path. Manifest is, divine, is uh, defined as to prove or to make something clear, a clear appearance. An example of a manifest is showing someone the facts about something. I love this about it. It's a list of the passengers and cargo on an airplane or ship. Hallelujah. I can just imagine myself, praise God, being a part of that manifested. And, and I'm on my way from earth to glory, and God is tracking me. He's tracking me. My masterpiece, my manifest to see, hallelujah, just where I am in life. A typical manifest would have columns or marks and numbers, packages and contents, numbers of entries. Man, it's, it's like our whole life. Shipper, consignee, etc. The addition, here it is, I love it. The addition to the vessel's name. Hallelujah. Is his name applied to your life? Whoo. The ports of departure and destination. Included also as a sworn statement of accuracy, signed, I love this, signed by the master and verified with a statement, signed by the collector. When you get to heaven, 
Are you going to be able to say that you are designed to be what God intended for you to be? Just what is your purpose? I'm closing here. I really am. Verse 17 says this. I love it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I was talking to a lady today and she was saying, I don't like these new cars. And and, uh, the first time I got into my car, uh, Sister Carrie, I didn't even know how to start. I was like, well, where's the key? I can't. I need the key. You forgot to give me the key. The guy said, well, the key is in your pocket. I said, the key is in my pocket? That's, that's only a little bitty old box. I, what do I, how do you put this in something? He says, sir, you just, you just got to push the button. I said, what? So I'm, we, we 30 miles from home, and, and my car says, the little thing shines up. It says, uh, key fob missing. I said, what? I got the key fob in my pocket. I know I got the key fob. But the batteries were dead. So now I'm 30 miles from home. I can't even turn off my car. Why? Because I can't start it. I don't have a key because all this stuff is electronic now. Get me one of them old cars. refurbish it and, and, and yeah this is what I got you if you don't have electronics for it to work I mean what good is it I got to get a tow truck to take me to get a battery for my key fob. give me one of them old I think somebody in here got one of them old I think brother Nato had a Regal a Buick Regal man give me one of them old cars where you souped up and what are they, 21-inch rims? And put the key in, put the key in, everything's good. Hallelujah. And that's just like, that's just like we wanted them old cars. But God comes in and he renews us and he refreshes us. Hallelujah. That's why baptism is so important, praise God. That's why it's so important for us to receive the Holy Ghost. Not just stop by to tell somebody tonight, That you are God's masterpiece. You are built to last. You are not built to give up. You're not built to give in, praise God. And so somebody today, maybe you're thinking about throwing in a towel. Don't throw in a towel. In boxing, if if you're getting beat up real bad, then you just throw in a towel. Man, I'm calling in some replacements, praise God. I'm calling in the gives, praise God. I'm calling in the lictors when I'm going in the south. I'm calling the hills. I'm calling uh, the Vanderwaters. Come pray for me. Come help lift me up. Come help me fight this battle. Don't throw in the towel. You've been through much, through too much to give up. 
And that's what Satan wants you to do. Satan wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to wave the white flag. And if you do wave the white flag, wave it to Jesus. Wave it to Jesus. Say, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all. Come in, Lord God. The battle isn't mine. It belongs to you. You need to ask yourself right here, right now, just who are you in God? For some folks, praise God, for some folks, you're the only thing right, left in the wrong world. Somebody need to look at your neighbor and tell them, say, fake is over. Fake is over. Fake is over. We, look, we, look, there's so much fake out there now. Fake got, folks got fake eyelashes that reach out. I ain't talking about somebody in here. I'm the... Folk got fake nails. Folk got fake body parts. What? And I ain't just talking about, let me move on. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them, I need something real. I need the real Jesus. I don't want to just come to church and play church. Uh-uh. I need the real Jesus. I need the real Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo. Not just the one where you confess your sins with your mouth and you believe in your heart. I need the Acts chapter 2 experience where suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house. I need the Acts 10 experience that when the word went forth, the Holy Ghost fell. Praise God. I need the Acts chapter 19 experience. Woo! That real experience that it doesn't matter if you were Catholic. It doesn't matter if you were Baptist. What do I need to do, Paul? What do I need to do? He laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't care what your background is or what your pedigree was. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. Until I overflow. Hallelujah. I want the real Jesus. If it, come on, y'all. Ephesians 2.10, why don't you stand? For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he had prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. The New and Living Translation says it this way, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Sister Carrie read this scripture at first praise, I think it was Sunday. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. And as I began to think about that, praise God, I didn't think about, we talked about this, I didn't think about my mother. 
I thought about the church. The Bible says the church is the mother. So even before you got in here, before you got into the womb of the church, God knew you. He knew you was going to be up here. He knew you in that Sunday school room. Praise God. He knew you. Before you were even in the womb, before you were filled with the Holy Ghost, he knew you. He predestined you. Somebody here today need to say, fill me up. I know I'm not the only one with the voice in here today. Somebody need to scream it loud. Fill me up. Ushatamaya. I want to run over. Anybody run over today? Want to run over today? These altars are open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Hallelujah. You need something from God today. Maybe you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. But you need a fresh anointing. You need that power to flow. Fill me up.